0: What up, everybody? It is the Cannon Crew podcast here coming at you. It is your host, the Cannon Kid and some random fool. And we're here tonight with our guest, the turtle, the chef, Chef Turtle. And uh, thank you for coming on the show.
1: Thank you guys for having me. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, so uh, I guess the jump uh, right into it, and uh, it, it's a part of the name chef. Uh, so, what made you get into cooking, and uh, what are your inspirations, and what are your expertise? Uh, so, let's
1: see. What made me get into cooking was my grandma, and my mom always cooked with me when I was a kid, taught me how and mm-hmm. I just always had a passion for it. Uh, after about 16, 17 years in the culinary field, I decided to jump into cannabis. Um, okay. Started just helping patients with the medicine, creating different products, showing people how to use it,
2: and, and now educating. Yeah. Right on. We we just got hit with the rain pretty hard, or you did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Nice job. laughs> oh there we go. Uh all right so you were a, you were a professional chef before you started infusing things right or sure. what what was your kind of culinary experience your professional culinary experience prior to beginning to start to infuse things
1: so that's a hard hard aspect to go with Just because I've been doing uh, edibles since I was a teenager. Oh, okay. (laughs) Before I even got into the actual job aspect of restaurants. Nice. Um, But I don't know, I've done everything. I've done catering. I've done everything except like a hot fine dining. I never really got interested in the fine dining aspect. I've been more of the fill your stomach savory, wholesome food. Okay. Um, but I've expanded in a lot of areas for pastries, bakery, um, I've done a lot of catering stuff for Phoenix and National Raceway and Firebird Raceway, uh, a couple of different um, resorts out here, shop Hill. uh okay. catering weddings and things like that, and then we're getting most every kind of kitchen from Outback Steakhouse to mom and pop style. Okay. So, uh, I'd say my my favorite one would have been barbecue. Okay.
2: <laughs> you like barbecue. That's I did your... it.
1: I did it for five years, so it kind of held my attention for a good long time.
2: Okay. Normally, you switch switch around a lot. Got to try something new. Within uh, a
1: year to a year and a half, I would go from that job to that job. I just want to be there to learn. About the way they do things, the recipes, the way they run the show, and then move to a different genre or a different style. So if I was doing, uh, what did I do? Outback Stay Towns and then I went to Black Bear Diamond because that's the style. So. Okay. So I like changing
2: it up on creativity and everything. Nice. So is, you bring that into your infusions, like uh, you, you kind of. Cause you have a book, right? Like a whole
1: Yeah. I got an easy guy book. Basically goes over all the base recipes. Is this rate not you guys?
2: A little bit. A little bit. Just kidding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're fighting for uh, ear space.
1: Oh come on, That's all good. Sorry about the transition. Oh come on, oh Bucks.
3: But, uh, so the book is basically a nice quick breakdown of how to do all your base infusions. Now It gives you all the step-by-step recipes for butter, oil, heavy cream, sugar, alternative sugar seasonings, honey, and flour. Gives you a homemade RSO recipe to do in your own house, Uh, green and yellow dragon extractions, proper dosing. One of my favorite parts of the book, and I'll... I'll show up one of the pages my terpene breakdowns Ooh. goes over uh aromas benefits effects boiling points so you could cook with it with celsius or fahrenheit depending on how you're cooking okay. and then the top 10 are strain specific so all the <coughs> the main terpenes that you're going to see on leafly are all broken down in this book as well as many others um, but those ones are all strain specific and not just West coast strains. I have East coast and West coast strains combined in there. Okay. So that way it kind of divvies it up <laughs> right. a little bit.
2: So the book, the book isn't necessarily like recipes, like here's some dank ass mac and cheese that you can pop off.
3: But it's well, it, of like it definitely has a few recipes oh, okay. in it. Okay. Um, It just doesn't have as many as, uh, what do we got there? A little, uh, Buffalo sauce and lemonade and strawberry blended lemonade. Okay. Potato salad. So okay. Uh, homemade chili, vegan chili. Yeah. So there's some, re- there's I think 10 or 12 recipes in there. Vegan.
2: Yeah. But then it's a lot of like uh, creating mediums. So like butters and sugars and.
3: Yeah. Everything stuff. you're going to actually use for your base infusion product for your recipe.
2: Cool. Base infusion. A term I hadn't heard.
3: Well, your base infusion is what's the first thing you're going to be infusing, and uh, what product are you actually infusing for that recipe?
2: Because
3: okay. you can say, yeah, I infused a brownie, but what was your base? What was what was your product that you used for the infusion process? Because it's so
2: like a fat or an alcohol or something to cling
3: to, right? It doesn't necessarily need a fat, but the, for absorption aspects, it does. I have found with sugars and seasonings, because they're granules using uh, a green or yellow dragon extraction uh, for the simple fact that it's Everclear, um, that'll dissipate off your cannabinoids. A granule is not going to be, it's going to be like my knuckles. It's not going to be super round. It's going to have little divots in it. So as the Everclear evaporates, those cannabinoids that are sticky have to go somewhere. So they'll lodge themselves into those little uh, sockets in the granules and seal themselves in. Okay.
2: Fill in the gaps.
3: It's pretty much, yeah. <laughs>
2: All right, down with that. Uh, so, uh, uh,
0: what is your uh, favorite medium to use when cooking? Your preferred um, base source.
3: My, I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd say my favorite, but my main one that I use would be my sugar because I have it in my coffee each morning. That's a quick, simple, it's about 15 minutes for activation from consumption due to the fact that it liquefies in your coffee and then it starts as a sublingual in your mouth and then digests for the rest of the process.
2: All right, no. So what do you think is like the, I'd never thought about that either. So the, the base product is going to determine the absorption rate,
3: right? Pretty much for right. the breakdown. Yes. So what's the quickest one? Sublingual would probably be one of the quicker ways to do it, using like making a tincture, making a MCT oil or tincture, or you could do an Everclear tincture if you wanted to, and then cook off the alcohol content. So, um, But that would probably be the f- one of the two fastest. The other one, which would actually have, instead of a 70% absorption like sublingual, would be 100% absorption would be to use a uh, suppository
2: let's go (laughs) and what do you put in that that. like how do you make that Uh, you got a
3: few different recipes (laughs) you can look up the recipes online i'm not gonna break that down (laughs) but they're basically oil-based and things like that so that way it, um, it goes straight from the freezer and then your insertion and within uh, 10 to 15 minutes after that absorption aspect, you're usually feeling the effects. And because it's using the colon, you're going to get 100% of the absorption.
2: Bypass the liver and all that. hmm <laughs>
3: Goodness. So, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I recommend that to my, ter- like people that are terminally ill or very high pain or, you know, the elderly and things like that, that have a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. That works wonders for them.
2: Leave
0: that. The old prison wallet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I know you're talking about barbecue earlier, and that it was one of your preferred. And I have to ask a question because I barbecue myself. Uh, vinegar or no vinegar for the sauce.
3: Oof. Um the sauce that I was used to making wasn't made with vinegar, it was a Worcestershire base. Uh, but if it's a good vinegar sauce, it's got a good flavor, I I could go either way. All right. I just have
0: to know. I'm not a big but vinegar. I like
3: yeah, I'm not a big vinegar, but if it's if it's a good recipe, I could definitely go either way. I've had some decent vinegar barbecue sauces and so I can't really say fully one way or the other but i would prefer the like the worcestershire base it's okay. got more of a uh more of a sweetness more of a tang not that um sourness in a sense right that you would get from the vinegar the bitter aspect yeah i like i like the.
0: <laughs> dang man i got i got one more uh what was the first thing you cooked
3: what was the first thing i ever cooked
0: that's right
3: okay um so I was five and it was a little stir fry in uh, the condo that me and my mom lived in.
2: Oh, stir fry,
3: uh, a little stir fry. But oh. I got chopped up everything myself, cooked everything on the stove myself. I plated everything myself, and oh. me and my mom had a nice little meal. Oh, <laughs> stir fried veggies.
2: <laughs> and then was that like a big unlock? Did you just like cooking all the time after that or? I wouldn't say I was cooking
3: all the time, but anytime uh, we were doing, you know, baking or cooking together as a family, me and my mom, me and my grandma, uh, I was always trying to get involved.
2: (laughs) Cool. And did you grow up out here in Arizona?
3: Yeah, Yeah. since I was three years old.
2: Hey, (laughs) me too. (laughs) Cool, man. So what, uh, how long have you had that cookbook out?
3: Uh, It's actually... What month do we at? February. So it's just coming up on one year that I've had the book out for. Oh, um, I wrote it. It took me about two years to get everything the way I wanted it. And I'm still honestly not happy just because I've updated a few things. And
2: oh, Volume two is in the works. Yeah, was, uh,
3: yeah, yeah we, yeah, we yeah. could definitely say that. Boy, First February anniversary revision. will be about a year and a half down the road to get it going. But yeah, it's in the works. This was just I wanted the patients to have a budget friendly way to understand and make their own edibles and not have to read and do everything that I've you know, that I like to get into all the big fat books that are detailed where it's 20 pages just on one infusion. Yeah. Most of these patients just want a real quick step by step guide. A few steps, show mm-hmm. me how to do it, tell me why it works.
1: Yeah.
2: That's cool. That's cool. So you have you have like, because you were saying you recommended like one way to uh, medicate, depending on your situation, you mm-hmm. have like patients that you teach or help? To-
3: I have uh, patients, students, uh, because I educate, uh, my, my business is Jeff Turtles Infusion Consulting LLC, okay. and I am BBB accredited. So I use their facility to teach workshops. I also do private and home workshops. And I travel to different patients that aren't able to leave their home to, teach, to educate them inside their home as well. Um, more or less on how to do it properly, how to dose yourself, how to actually gauge your product so you're getting a base gauge. I won't say an exact dosing just because you would need a test result for the exact dosing, but understanding the percentage loss during infusion and understanding how to get your percentage your percentage to milligram to gram breakdown you have a very good aspect of getting within that five percent ratio for your uh what you're looking for for your total dosing
0: what what's the uh what's the most common uh uh i i forgot how to phrase it (laughs) but uh uh what's the most common um, issue you see with uh new patients and dosing and everything
3: Uh, so probably one of the two would be either they're very scared to try it out. Um, so I would lead them more towards the CBD aspect right off the bat, just because it's a non-psychotropic way to also get pain relief, anti-inflammation, a little stress, mild stress relief, uh, mild muscle relaxation. If you're, if you're dealing with cramps and things like that. Um, And the other issue is taking a little too much and then getting um, a little too high and then then not liking the effects and not understanding how to bring themselves out of it.
2: How to bring yourself out of it. So what is that?
3: Uh, um, There's been times when I'm going to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) So let's say you eat an edible and I'll use myself as an example. I'm a low dose to medium dose guy. I take between 20 to 50 milligrams at a time depending on the pain levels that I'm dealing with and other issues uh, and still fully functional and all that. Uh, So if I took 250 milligrams, which is an extremely high dose for me, and I started getting the spins and feeling a little nauseous or something, I would take a dose of CBD anywhere from 25 to 50 milligrams, usually a CBD tincture. So I can do a sublingual and get the activation within about 15 minutes But what that's going to do is it's going to bring your body to a home, your endocannabinoid system, excuse me, to a homeostasis and help regulate the intake with your CB1 and CB2 receptors for all the different cannabinoids that you've already consumed. Um, So basically, if you've already consumed way too much as you have, it's going to put a block on it and stop any more consumption and just let everything else bypass and kind of level your head out. Mm. So um, you'll still get body relaxation from it after you take the cbd dose but the dizziness the spins all that that's making you feel really weird is going to pretty much go away
2: so you'll be chilling but you won't be tripping exactly
3: hmm. i nice. tell patients that, that <laughs> it'll, it'll kill the high in a sense yeah. And they're like well i don't want to waste anything mm. you're not necessarily going to waste anything your body's still absorbing aspects of it you're still going to have the pain relief. You're still going to have the muscle spasm relief and that kind of stuff. But the the spins, the, the high paranoia, that kind of thing, it's going to help level out and give you a clearer head so you can process. Okay.
2: So what is, like, you said 20 to 50, 25?
3: 20 milligrams to 50 milligrams. That's low. Of CBD. Uh, for CBD, yes. Oh, uh,
2: okay. Um, what about...
3: Oh, and for myself, eating yeah. the twenty to twenty to fifty milligram, I consider it low to medium um, because uh, low dose would be five to ten milligrams. Got it. Of true low dose that I would start a patient off on that has never tried it before would be somewhere around five to ten milligrams, um, and then work their way up from that. Huh? And okay. if they're if they're fast absorption or a high absorption person, I would start them off at one milligram. And work my way up with that, some people do get that. at one. Mm-hmm.
2: So, what about someone like Jill Barino here? Mm-hmm. Although I don't, I call shenanigans on his claim because I've seen him before. Uh, but the people <laughs> who say they edibles don't affect them, what is it that is happening? do You think, and is it you know? Is there a way, a path to success for them, so to speak? <laughs>
3: um. Yes and no. So um, it is true. There is a percentage of people that don't have an enzyme that breaks down cannabinoids uh, through digestion. Um, Some of them, the sublingual aspect doesn't work either. Um, I I have yet to have a patient that it doesn't work on willing to, Go through a test run with uh, suppositories because I guess mm-hmm. they're embarrassed or something. It's fine. I get it. Sure. Uh, so I can't really speak on that matter, but I have had patients that have had mild effects in the past. So try what I would do with them is have them take uh, 50 milligrams of CBD prior to eating the edible. Mm-hmm. So that way it helps um, basically kick your endocannabinoid system into a homeostasis and a good regulatory aspect. So while you're doing the digestion, it could possibly kick the absorption rate into an overdrive, so you actually get an absorption instead of just very mild. Got it. Uh, But again, there are some people that don't have that enzyme, so no matter what you do, it's not going to take effect. So I would just recommend vape, Um, doing the, what are they, the volcano bags, So you're not having to smoke consistently. The vapors are a lot healthier for you, and you're actually um, getting a better percentage of those terpenes instead of using a a combustion agent.
2: Sure. Because the terpenes matter a lot, right, especially if you're talking about the medicinal aspects?
3: Correct. I mean, I do smoke cannabis out of a pipe, combustion all the time, um, but the terpenes are what's going to dictate how your body reacts to those cannabinoids. So if you've ever – you guys have heard – people smoking sativas and getting paranoid, but then smoking other sativas and being okay.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, the reason being is the the terpene palates in those two sativas are a little bit different. So when you understand the way the terpenes are going to affect you, um, some of them are going to give you alertness, focus, mental clarity. Others are going to give you pain relief, a little euphoria, sedation, calming effects, Some will be happy, creative, uplifting, energetic. And if you get like someone like me, if I smoke certain sativas that have a good high um, energetic, but also raciness for your mind, um, I'm going to go into a little panic. So Uh um, for myself, I prefer carophyllene, myrosine, lenalu. most of the ones that are going to like sedate aspect because I deal with pain relief. Or pain issues in my knee after two surgeries. Um, So I like to find sativa hybrids that have those kind of terpenes in them because it helps, for me personally, slow the mind down, but it doesn't really kill my energy. Yeah. So it helps me focus a little more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, uh, different things like that. Okay. Knowing those terpenes. So
2: with your recipes, though, right? Do you and when you cook, do stuff with fusions? Are you mindful of the terpenes in that extraction and the food that you're cooking?
3: So with my show, um, yes and no. I try to, and it does. I don't always do it because I'm sure people can go, "Oh, well, you didn't do it on this episode."
1: But um, mm-hmm. I like to
3: do for. Things like that Um, if I'm using uh, like my lemon bar recipe uh, I would like to try to find a citrus strain for that so those terpenes will help match um, the flavoring that I'm trying to pull out in that lemon bar and I'm not having to mask flavors so if I'm doing uh, my savory stuff I'll try to find things strains that are a little more earthy or citrusy because I do like using lemon in some of my meats and my fish and things like that so it just all depends on what kind of flavors you're trying to pull out of that cannabis plus what you're trying to put in, put it into. Um, it's easier to use it to accent flavors instead of masking the flavors when you're making things. But it doesn't always work either. <laughs> sure.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's art, not science.
3: A <laughs> little bit of both cool. when you think about it. That's the good
2: stuff. <laughs> cool, man. So what uh, I saw you do a lot of stuff in Oklahoma. What's going on out there? I hear the cannabis scene is kind of popping out there.
3: It's the Wild West, and it's uh, that's an understatement for that out there. Really? Really? Um, so uh, I went out there for, what was the first one? Uh, cannabis Awards, and I took home the Best Cannabis Speaker Award uh-huh. out there for that one. Um, got in contact with some people from the Cowboy Cup and... Imperious Cannabis, obviously, because I did the speaker rollout here as well. Um, Got set up with them, so I went out there the second time to get set up with the Cowboy Cup, and then the third time to actually go after the invite. And that event was just huge, 30,000-plus people within a weekend coming through. Uh, The price tags out there, it is medical, so if you're a recreational patient, just recreational. I'm sorry, it is only medical out there. But if you have a medical card, you can actually apply and get a th- uh, one month medical card as a traveler's card hmm. um, for your visit out there. Oh, you just cool. got to do it, I want to say two to three weeks in advance. But they mm-hmm. do accept okay. out of state medical cards, but you have to do, you know, fill out the application <laughs> to get the Oklahoma one. But the fact that you already have one in a, another state, Qualif- pre-qualifies you for it. Oh, nice! Right. So
2: you don't have to go do right. uh, doctors. Visit.
3: Yeah, any in scene visits because it's just a thirty day pass. Right. So. That's pretty cool. Anybody traveling to Oklahoma? Mm-hmm. who's coming out for uh, June second and June third for the Imperius Cannabis Expo. <laughs> is, uh,
2: when, do you know when they're coming here to Phoenix?
3: Uh, I don't know the exact date, but it's July. Don't quote me on this, but I want to say it's the end of July, around July 28th area.
2: Yeah, no, I hear a lot of good things about Oklahoma and the weed scene out there. The weed is
3: phenomenal out there. And I'm not just saying that because I know a few different growers out there. Sure. I'm saying that because I was happy (laughs) when I (laughs) saw that weed out there. And then the price tags on them. Couldn't beat that.
2: That's cool, man. Is it like a lot of homegrown stuff, or is it all kind of controlled like it used to be? On-
3: no. So out here, it, all the licenses are limited. Out there, it, like I said, it was like the Wild West. Licenses were up for grabs. Mm. If you had the money, you could get a license. Um, there's actually growers out there selling their license because they couldn't compete with how big the market was. Sure. So, and you have. Small farms like uh, the Lettuce Bar that are on a smaller scale. And then you have farms like Kraft that are one of the biggest cannabis farms out there.
2: Craft Like?
3: like Craft like cannabis. cannabis. Like Craft. G. Not like Craft G, <laughs> but like Craft <laughs> Cannabis. They started out in uh, Denver, Colorado, I think. We're out in Colorado, and they've okay. expanded widely. And they've got a beautiful cultivation out in uh, OKC as well.
2: Yeah, you know, because when I heard about Kansas or uh, Oklahoma being popping like that, I was kind of surprised. I had I just had no idea that because it's not like the legalization brought the culture, right? Like that was oh, already no. there. That was <laughs> definitely already
1: there. And yeah, and I had no
2: idea that that that's how that was in Oklahoma. But
3: I do know that a a good amount of the growers came from Humble, out uh, in California, and then from uh, Colorado as well what's added to the 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 actual cultivation scene out there yeah not to say that people from there don't know what they're doing because there's a lot of them that know way more than i do and definitely know (laughs) what they're doing they've they've shared their skills with me and it's beautiful but uh from what i saw a lot of people that were in the competitions and stuff were out from humble or denver and they've transplanted to oklahoma okay I'm gonna have to so.
2: check that out, Gilbert. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On, the, on the map, but...
3: yeah, That cannabis is good. The, the concentrates are pretty fire. Yeah. Uh, there's one company that I can't—I don't want to say the name because I can't remember the name, mm-hmm. so I don't want to get it wrong. Yeah. But they make designs with their concentrates, like they're putting out roses and dolphins and like all kinds of cool stuff.
2: Artisanal.
3: Yeah, it's becoming a, a little artiste aspect, and it's beautiful. Yeah.
2: Cool. wax chiseling wax chiseling wax <laughs> right <Was> that- <laughs> yeah
3: it was pretty i didn't want to mess it up i was looking at my homegirl like, like i don't i, I don't want to dab this
0: or you gotta <laughs> dab it all at once the whole thing <laughs> <yeah>. right <laughs> you're so I guess-
3: beautiful <laughs> yeah, i cut off that dolphin's head pretty quick though <laughs> <laughs> <that>. <laughs> yeah
2: it's like when homer eats pinchy Oh, you, know, God. you know, oh pinchy. Mm, pinchy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Right on, man. So, uh so what's what's next on the horizon? You, you know, we got, we twisted your arm about volume 2 on the on the cookbook, but what do you got uh what you got going on?
3: Uh <sighs> So I guess I should open, I haven't gotten public on anything on any of my things, but uh, oh, I did enter the Earl Cup. Let's go. So my sugar is entered into edibles. We'll that see what happens. happens. Cool. Um, I am up for seven nominations for the Cannabis Awards. Nice. And then, so that'll be in March, no, April, uh, April 15th will be the actual awards. And then I'll be in Prescott the 28th and the 29th speaking at the uh, Prescott Wellness Expo. Okay. Uh, and then of this month, uh, April. April, okay. Yeah, so that'll Great. be a couple Great. months April. away. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like April is when everything's actually happening. Everything's finishing up in March.
2: Okay. We're uh, it's uh thought out, I guess. It's kind of chilly today. Huh? It, <laughs> it hailed <laughs> at my house. All right. <laughs>
3: It hailed out there?
2: Yeah, I was
0: like, what the fuck is this?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: i He lives on the whole East Valley. Like, yeah, like,
0: I live on the east side of the Superstition
3: Mountains. Oh, okay, damn. Yeah, he's out there.
0: Yeah, no, it's fucked. That's <laughs>
3: fucked. <laughs> so do you get some
0: good snow out there then? Uh, no. No? No? That's why we looked at the window. We're like, what the fuck is this
2: falling from the sky? Okay. <laughs> he gets like nice view of the superstition with snow on it. So. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. just no, I'm just far down. enough. One time. One time? Recently, right?
0: No, that was in, like, high school.
2: I thought it was, a, right. was like, <laughs> ten years ago. <laughs> I thought it was a couple years. Right on. Um, yeah.
0: So, yeah. and then uh, I guess uh, everybody needs to know where can we find your cookbook and where can we get into contact with you if they want to get any chefing going down or any of them infusions going down?
3: So the cookbook is on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Harvard Bookstore, Thrifty Books, A Books, and pretty much any book website you can look up for bookstores. Um, it's very inexpensive. I know on Amazon right now it's only ten, just under ten bucks. I want to say it's like nine ninety five or something. Huh? <laughs> uh, you can find that everywhere. You can find me on. Any social media platform under Chef Turtle 420. Um, if you want to send me an email, schedule a workshop, chef turtle420 at gmail.com. Um, let's see, what else?
2: Do you do like catering or anything like that?
3: No, so I don't sell any products. I, don't, I stop doing all the catering stuff. Uh, oh. I just focus on the actual education aspect of everything. Nice. Um, I do consulting hours. I do uh, specialty classes. So if you already went through the workshop and you're like, okay, I got this down, can you show me a recipe or two? I'm always down to do a little, you know, recipe hours and things for people. I've done gummy, gummy bears, or gummy infusions, hard candies, whatever kind of recipes people like to do. Okay. Um, I can put them through a decent workshop on that as well.
2: So what do you actually cover in the basic one?
3: everything that's in the book so if you come to the group workshop or do a basic workshop or the upgraded version and the upgraded version is a private one at my house with a demo so it's just a little more pricey a little longer um but i go over butter oil heavy cream honey sugar alternative sugars, seasonings flour green and yellow dragon extraction rso proper dosing gauge loss Um, Definition, so patients better understand the difference between full-spectrum, broad-spectrum, distillate, and isolate, so they know what they're consuming. Um, All the cannabinoids, and then a terpene breakdown at the end. Cool. I try to pack it as full as possible. And usually my workshops run a little bit longer than an hour, just because I do a question and answer. uh, Because I like to make sure all my patients and clients uh, are having getting the knowledge that they wanted
2: yeah no retention is huge like that's the whole so, thing right
3: oh yeah and they're always able to hit me up down the road if didn't ask a question and just popped in their head five days later hit me up that's what i'm here for
2: oh <laughs> that's dope all well, right on man good vibes hey, always accessible always uh doing the thing i like that <laughs> i try to be
3: I I do a lot of stuff with uh, veterans organizations and nonprofits to help the community. So it's, I try to be as accessible as possible for anybody and everybody. I got a question for you guys though. What got you into doing the Canna Crew podcast stuff and the whole, the whole Uh, thing. Yeah. Uh,
2: I mean, we'd been doing the podcast. The podcast has evolved over time uh, a few times. So the the first time, the first iteration of it was maybe a dozen episodes And it was like us or, uh, you know, there's a few people. So we'd like rotate people out or whatever, but sitting across the table, talking to each other, just hanging out and chilling, right. And bringing Uh up new stuff or whatever, but then COVID hit, right. And the landscape kind of changed a little. And so we started doing a lot of the live shows with people, right. I get that.
3: That
2: was super cool. Like, Hey, who wants to smoke a bowl kind of thing? And. And it was kind of new at the time and and it was uh that was popping so we did that for a while and then uh, those things kind of got became the podcast so to speak we kind of stopped doing the one thing and doing the other but then not uh maybe in october september kind of time frame we're like hey let's go back to this to the interview thing um with a big focus on i mean because before it was kind of the homies. But then we're like a big focus on local people that are doing their thing in the community and then just people in general that are super cool, like glass blowers from out of state or okay. whatever, like we've got a couple people. But um just kinda went went to that and we are. we also found it was a good way to started doing it before our can of kickback, the most recent one, and it was a good way for us to make some content for people who were like gonna be there as vendors or whatever. All right. You know, and like a nice little promotional deal. So, we're just trying to figure out ways to get uh, um, good stuff for the local community, for the cannabis community, and kind of connect people. And okay, and stuff, I like
3: that. You know? Heck yeah! So, well, I'm gonna make sure I have a couple books on hand. The next time I see you guys, I got some books mm-hmm. for you. Let's go! I
2: appreciate you. Yeah, I'm interested in some of those extraction things because I always see like uh, them doing like the cotton candies or something at the events. Yep. With the and you design, can do that with
3: a powdered sugar, sugar aspect. So you would make an infused sugar, and then just put it in a coffee blender and frappe until the you know affectionate okay. sugar that way, and it's all infused. So. Yeah,
2: I I always tend to overdo it with the edibles. One time, because like, <laughs> we've come a long way, right? Like, oh yeah, used to this the the dosing of the edible thing like that wasn't now like milligrams of THC used to never be a thing, right? Like it was- That was
3: non-existent. It
2: was grams of Keef what, or, or how much shake is in this Crock-Pot kind of thing. You and, know. Uh, and so it was really easy to overdo it. Um, I definitely have thought like, I, we made edibles once and then I thought people could read my mind. I could.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, never, I, never I did the math. <laughs> I did the math on some of the edibles I used to make, and that blew my mind and made me go, that's why people were passing out.
2: Yeah, (laughs) that's why you get the cops stealing the shit from the evidence locker, (laughs) calling the ambulance. Mm -hmm. Like,
3: I think you're dead. (laughs) That video? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I've seen that. (laughs) Uh,
2: Right on, man. Well, I'm glad you came on. I really appreciate you. uh,
3: Yeah, it was a pleasure.
2: Can't wait to get my hands on that book and uh, start whipping in the kitchen. Yo. Mm-hmm. Let's go.
3: There's <laughs> uh, a picture from uh, Vegas on this book, too.
2: Very nice. Who doesn't like a good Vegas pic? But... Catching right. the ribs
3: Make your dreams come true. That's real, man. That's mm-hmm. You know I'm doing it. And then let's see where we at. There's the email. I am, again, BBB accredited. Come learn from me. I'll teach you everything you need to know. Uh-huh. That's dope.
2: <laughs> Very nice.
0: Excellent. Thank you.
3: Oh, and then I guess I could uh, get the show on there for you. Yeah.
2: That's a YouTube show you do? or, or
3: what's... Yeah, so that's my culinary show on YouTube, Chef Turtles Infusion Kitchen.
2: Can you just make new recipes and stuff? Yeah,
3: I've got what, 43 or 44 episodes on there. Cool. I'd say 39 to 40 of them are actually recipes. I do have a couple that are just for fun. Uh, one of them, and I, I will challenge you two to, to it too, the hundred joint challenge.
2: Holy smokes!
3: Yeah. I smoked a hundred joints in ten hours. It was a total of about seventy grams.
1: <laughs> um,
3: there's only one rule: you just cannot fall asleep. You can eat meals because I ate two. You can um, drink a bunch of water. You can take a quick break. You know, so you can breathe because it is a lot of smoke. I don't want you to burn your lungs out. Yeah. But uh, yeah, hundred joints. It doesn't matter if it takes you ten hours or twenty hours. If you can get through it without falling asleep, you <laughs> passed. Yeah, let's,
2: <laughs> let's go. I I'm challenge so, Yeah, I was gonna say he's all over that. That's so all good. right. We've been trying to figure out some kind of stamina competition for his smoking. <laughs> he's like, I oh, can't. That- not gonna take a giant, the biggest bong rip or the fastest, but I will outsmoke smoke anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, that
3: 100 joint challenge will put you to the test, brother. Let's go. It put me to the test.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Is that your thing? Is that, you come up with that, or?
3: Yeah, I me and a buddy of mine, he, he was uh, telling me I should do a goofy video, and we started looking up different challenges for cannabis. He's like, dude, you need to do like the 50 joint challenge, fucking 100 joint challenge i'm like okay let's see if it exists and it didn't exist so uh we did it filmed it and then now it's online and i'm trying to see who can actually do a hundred joint challenge let's go also because snoop dog claims uh, not claims he says he smokes 80 blunts a day now i don't i don't i'm not gonna say i doubt it but after smoking a hundred joints in 10 hours there's no possible way unless you're smoking on 80 blunts and then passing it off and going to do your stuff.
2: Reasonable. Which that sounds pretty legit, right? For someone who's like out in the world.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, you're puffing on 80 different blunts that you're having rolled. You're probably getting through a good amount of it with your buddies while you're doing stuff. But to sit there and just smoke, 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 it it took 10 hours,
0: yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, think about the equivalent in cigarettes to that, Mm -mm.
3: right? I'm (laughs) good.
2: Well, I mean, because like 80 blunts, that's 80 tobacco wraps or leaves? Well, he doesn't
3: smoke tobacco wraps. He only smokes hemp wraps. Oh, okay. Once the hemp wraps came out, if I remember writing one in a review, he said he switched over.
2: Dope. I I don't smoke the tobacco wraps anymore either.
3: I don't mind them, but I'd rather, if I'm going to, it's going to have tobacco in it for a blunt. It's got to be a swisher. Just to remind me of where I came from. (laughs)
2: Let's go. Keep the roots strong yeah i ain't mad at it you're a five pack of swisher guy swisher five uh, back, back
3: in, in the day, day? that's yeah. uh what everybody had around me so that's kind of what i enjoyed myself but to me a blunt was a blunt we'd roll up those big old white owls that came in those colorful tubes back in the mm-hmm. day yeah as the king size oh. uh, we, it didn't matter to us but the, the grape swisher was i think probably the first blunt i ever hit when i was a kid it's just
2: that nostalgia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I ain't mad at you. I, I haven't. I don't like the tobacco blunts, but if someone came at me with the icy Optimo, I'm smoking that.
3: See, oh. everybody's kind of got that that <laughs> one. But yeah, if I had to choose, I'd probably choose a hemp wrap over anything. You tried or a joint.
2: You tried the tea leaves? I have not. Yo, there's so there's two. There's I the don't one that's so. called Camo. That's cool. And then there's these other ones called High Tea. You like?
3: Okay, yes, I have. The high tea? Yes. A friend of mine rolled one of those up, so I have tried that.
2: Wasn't too offensive, man.
3: No, wasn't (laughs) too.
2: What about the (laughs) gojis?
3: No, I don't think so.
2: There's these cones that have been around for a while that are fire, and then King Palm just released these wraps that I haven't tried yet.
3: I've tried a lot of King Palm stuff. Okay. But the goji, Goji, I don't know.
2: Goji berries, man. That's a weird... It's weird, weird flavor. texture. Yeah, man. Weird they texture. super slow, though.
3: Okay. Oh, sh- take a little bit of honey and throw it up in, the, in oh, your yeah. blunt. Anything I mean, that'll do. do <laughs> that'll make it burn slow like we did back in the day. But now you can take some concentrate, wrap, lace that whole blunt three-fourths of the way down. Heck, I wouldn't even go that far because you're going to end up dripping out of your End of it by that, but a good halfway down, and you'll get a good slow, slow burn on that. As long as it's an even spread.
2: Yeah, sounds lit.
3: Or do some sauce. That would be good. It'd be flavorful, right?
2: Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I, I feel like I could come up with random questions forever. So we'll we'll cut it here, and uh, I think that. Uh, yeah. I think that was good. Okay. Cool. Right? cool. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate you for coming on.
3: I know you got. Oh, it's my pleasure. Gotta get ready for
2: maybe work tomorrow.
3: Yeah, we'll see what happens. I don't know if anybody messaged me, but at this point, I'm not worried about it because <laughs> it went up and down on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but you got three more days. All right, cool. Forget what I just told you. Okay, cool. <laughs> you
2: got it. Whatever. Let's go. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't.
3: Know. I'm that on-call guy. I'm the first one they call when they need something covered, but That's fun. Yeah. Well, I don't care. It's easy work, easy money. And I get to do all my scheduling and stuff and my con Not necessarily all my content, but uh, some of the motivational content that I do while I'm on the road.
2: Oh. Cool. So. chilling just thinking about stuff.
3: Yeah. Not that, you know, a lot of it started out for me with, uh, what I was going through at the time. So instead of going to talk to somebody, I talked to myself, you know, in the camera aspect, that's why that whole, Hey, you, yeah, you kind of an aspect kind of gets your attention. Yeah. Um, and it's pretty much just, it started out with all the stuff that I was going through and just kind of telling myself, this is how I need to handle it. This is what I need to do. Yeah. Um, and if I'm going through it at that time, I'm sure somebody else was. So I threw it up with a little music and hopefully it helps others.
2: Yeah, no, that's dope. Like that. Hey man. That's
3: what I'm all about.